As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, I'm Jordan Carlin, and today we have a special guest here, my father, Rob Carlin. Thank you, Jordan. Yes, I guess I'm the special guest today, and Jordan's the host. Today, actually, we have two special guests. It's Radko and Dadko. Radko Gudis and his dad, Leo, who was actually drafted to play in the NHL back in 1990 with the Calgary Flames, but he chose not to come over. So I have a great conversation with uh, Radko and Dadko. The Capitals Talk podcast starts now. What's up, Caps fans? It's time for another edition of the Capitals Talk Podcast. It's brought to you by CBS Health, where health is everything. At CBS Health, where pharmacies are just part of what they do, from home care managers to administering intravenous treatments in patients' living rooms, they bring care to those who need help most. From refusing to sell tobacco to making all their own skincare products paraben-free, CBS Health knows what you don't sell is as important as what you do. And when you put people at the heart of health, People take health to heart. CVS Health, where health is everything, not all services available in all states. So Radko Gudis and his dad, are that's a hockey family. Leo Gudis came up in the Czech Republic and not surprisingly was a big, physical, tough defenseman. He was a left-handed defenseman, and he told me that he tried to get Radko to play left-handed, but Radko just picked up a stick and went righty, which is funny because Radko said his son now is a lefty and he's trying to get him to play righty. So, you know, the world just keeps on spinning that way. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, Locker on a game broadcast mentioned that Radko's dad had been drafted but never came overseas. So I asked him about that the next time I saw it. And he said, yeah, you know, Calgary was just coming off a Stanley Cup and he just didn't think that he'd make that team. So back then, I don't think players challenged themselves to come overseas unless they knew they'd get a spot and he didn't think he'd get a spot and chose to stay there and he played in a bunch of different leagues he bounced around from one country to the next taking Radko and the family along and Radko learned multiple languages as a result of living in multiple different places and it was interesting for Radko but as the son was growing up and realizing I could play at the highest level his dad basically said don't make the same mistake I did. Go challenge yourself against the best in the world. And Radko did, and he's put together a heck of a career. And now his dad actually made, for the very first time, a dad's trip because he went into coaching when he retired and just could never get away. And this year he wasn't coaching. So for the first time in Radko's life, 
he was able to have his dad along for the dads and mentors trip. So it was a great experience for them to experience NHL life together and for Leo to see Radko living out his dream for the very first time. So I thought it would be great to get them together and uh, find out what it was like for them growing up together in a hockey family and now having that tradition grow from father to son. So here's our conversation with Radko and Leo Gudis. Gudis able to wrestle it free there. As in deep for Tampa, that was Carter Verhage said his name here tonight. As a Leipzig the other way down the slot, feeds right circle, backhander in front, they score! 3-1, Capitals lead. Well, first off, you finally get to come on a dad's trip. How excited were you when you kind of did the math and realized I could actually be there and hang out with Radko for a while? Take me so long time, take this first father's trip, and uh, it was really nice. Uh, I started to practicing small kids. I just uh, told them, the guys who gave me this contract, I just told them, hey, guys, I got to go. It's a lot of times they offer me that, and uh, I never have the good chance coming there. So this has happened. Was it everything you thought it would be? Was it as much fun to be with him in his life and also get to know all the dads of the teammates? Yeah, for me, it's perfect, everything with the dads, uh, also the preparing for the game. Uh, it's very important for me to see the other things, what the guys is doing, and absolutely nice. Did you have to tell him, like, Dad, look, can you control yourself on this trip? Like, I know dads get let loose and there's beer and there's alcohol and all that. Or did you trust him? No, I trusted him. You know, he, uh, he can handle himself. And uh, <laughs> you know, I think he was one of the guys that he's, uh, he's able to speak a lot of languages. So he was uh, able to speak with a number of groups of guys and maybe uh, be the language barrier guy. So it was, uh, it was, I think it was really, uh, really nice of him to be around the guys. and get the chance to know the other ones and uh, be the guy that connects them. Was it disappointing early on in your career? I mean, obviously you know he's coaching and it's not going to work out, but was there a party that was always disappointed that he never got to share this with you? Uh, I understand, you know, um, coaching and playing in a season, it's hard to leave your team, especially when you're coaching pros. And we were just probably waiting for this this chance to, to happen. And I think he was trusting me that I'm going to stay in the league for this long to... Uh, <laughs> to be able one time to come and I think he enjoyed it now that uh, he's going to want to come uh, more if we get the opportunity but uh, you know when uh, when we had the father's trip the years before it was always more guys that didn't have their dads come this is the first trip where uh, pretty much just one guy didn't have his dad so um, you know it was uh, it was it was pretty pretty important for I think for us as the group and for me having him here how important was your dad to your development in hockey because obviously you grew up while he was playing all over the world and seeing him play uh, and learning from a coach how important was he to you it was great um, like you said i traveled with him everywhere uh, i switched the language uh, country school teams he was the only one that i always remembered so uh, every time we go in a different ring a different uh, different team he was the first guy you can pick up you know even with the hair you know it was hard to hard to miss him so uh <laughs> It was, it was really, really nice for me to be around and uh, see what it is. And I remember as a boy going to the locker rooms and having, um, having the other boys around me and um, being, being around the hockey world. It was, uh, I think it was a really, uh, really big feeling for me that I want to stay here. I want to I keep doing the same thing as he is as doing. And when I had the opportunity later in my, in my career to go overseas, he was the one that uh, 
pushed me to to go here and give it a shot and um, I'm really grateful for him to to the things that he did for me and you know we worked out together in the summers and we worked on things that I think that are helping me still in, in, in my present. Because you know what a pro looks like. When did you know watching him play that he might be good enough to play one day? Uh, I, I, I think around 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. I see something inside him uh, and uh, he was working hard, absolutely hard. That, that was incredible, incredible to practice it with him and do the small things, what he, what he needs uh, to still working on it. And, uh, but I know it's uh, very lucky when he get this place, uh, especially then when they invite him in the first uh, rookie camp in LA, oh, yeah. I think. So that's I told him, go there, because this is the chance. You didn't take that chance, you had that chance. You were drafted by Calgary back when they were great. Why didn't you take the chance? Uh, they don't really offer me some contract. I signed before that. I signed the contract for two years in Finland, so I have a chance almost. Was there ever any regret as you look back on it? And did, and did maybe you not taking that chance push you to make sure that he did? Yeah, that was like that. Because I was, I told him, if you have the chance coming there and play the biggest league, what is in the world, so get there and take this chance. Was there ever any doubt for you that? Like, did you know you wanted to come over here and try and make it in the best league in the world? I always dreamt of being a hockey player. I always watched, like, Sunday morning, 7 a.m. You know, as a kid, there's NHL Power Week in Czech Republic, so every Sunday I would wake up this early just to have those 25 minutes on TV and see, like, Marty St. Louis scanning around guys, you know. So, yeah, I always wanted to play in, uh, play hockey, but I never realized I could, uh, I would be able to play in the NHL for me uh, and I, as I when I turned 16 I got my first uh, crack of the pros in the second highest league in Czech and just thought I'm gonna work my way through the Czech league and stay playing in the Czech league and uh, be one of the guys but uh, when I got invited to LA um, I kind of um, took a step back and maybe this is the this is the time for me to go in the world and see what's out there in the world and he was the one that pushed me that way that direction as well so the year after that, I spent my first year in junior, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, got drafted in Tampa, and now, it, now I'm here and uh, enjoying the time and playing hockey in the NHL. So uh, it's really, really interesting route for me. What did you think as you were watching him kind of climb through the ranks and be tested against the best players in the world? I'm sure you guys are talking fairly often. What kind of advice were you giving him? When he, when he started to play in the Western Hockey League, almost after the every game, just talking or send some messages between us. Also in NHL, but now when he's older and older, I have almost nothing to say him. But every second game, we just send some messages. Especially your grandpa always told me, so mm -hmm. I must tell to you something. <laughs> yeah, he's watching so too, funny. So. so we wake up, uh, Every game so in the morning, one o'clock, two o'clock, when is the game? Grandpa also, and we watching. And after that, he called me, what I must to tell him. <laughs> so it's funny sometimes, but still, it's better and better. It's funny because like when I was growing up, I always would talk to my dad. What do you think? What you know? What, did I, what do I need to work on? And usually we ended up arguing because I was like, No, you're wrong. You don't know what it's like to play against. Do you still look forward to hearing what he has to say, or are there times you're like, Dad, you know what, I'm in the NHL, I, I got this figured out. I always like to hear different different opinion and different uh, perspective on the way, you know. Uh, you hear one thing from the coaches, 
even sometimes you hear one thing from from the agent, you hear something from different ways, and he's got another another opinion. So um, taking all that together and thinking the best out of all those opinion, I think that's uh, that what's make uh, that what's making every player better. Obviously, there are some things that we don't agree about, but. Uh, you know, for me growing up, he was... Do you tell was, him that uh, when you don't agree? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just accepted, you know, him and... Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that was always there and it was hard for me not to listen, especially when I knew how successful he w- was in his career. And I believe that the things he's telling me, those are the things that, uh, that, I, that I need to be doing to be more accessible, more successful. And we worked on it. We, uh, we spent some... No, not some, but we spent a lot of time on those things. And uh, I think it worked out well. Is there a feeling for you of, obviously you're proud of yourself getting to this point and being a very established player in this league, but also kind of doing this for your dad too, that he never got that chance. Is there there extra pride in doing it for the family? Yeah, 100%. I'm enjoying it. I'm really happy that I got the chance and uh, I'm able to be playing in here and uh, uh, feed my family through that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always something that I grew up around and I'm really uh, grateful for all the opportunities I got, and uh, I'm still trying to get better every every game, every summer, and uh, you know uh, he's been helping me a lot. What kind of player was your dad? Give me a scouting report on your dad as a player. I think he was. Uh, I'm same as him. He was just different rules back then, so uh, <laughs> a little uh, a little more uh, loose on the on the body checks for sure. But uh, you know, he had a big lefty shot. Uh, his curve was a little more. Uh, more different than mine, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I think I think overall, if you if you put my hair a little longer and curlier, we would be a lot of similar players. <laughs> so you weren't afraid of contact. You enjoyed that part of the game. Give me the scouting report. How would you have sold you to a coach when you were coming up? What kind of player were you? I always play hard against the big stars. That was my point when when I was going on the ice. The big stars is going out. Or if, if they get the puck, always head up. But on the my time, we play a little bit more dirty with the sticks and everything. So uh, on the this time, I will be always on the penalty box. <laughs> you couldn't cut it in the um, modern NHL now? No way. <laughs> <laughs> when you were watching him, though, and the reputation that to an extent he was earning, but also the reputation that was following him as a player, what did you think of that? Because there is the physicality of the game, but the game was changing. What, what did you think of the reputation he was getting? You know, it's... Uh, him or me when we was on the ice it's like uh, you play with the instinct and everything and he's playing hard i was playing hard it's only instinct and uh but the people who is writing some things around him they don't know him well because uh, i know him very well he's a really good guy and i like the like he is that's all no he he is and now that I'd say last year in Philadelphia at some point, and that's what everyone said when we talked to the Philadelphia guys when the trade went through, the game started changing. And maybe you realize I can't do the things I used to do. Now it seems like your reputation is becoming really efficient player, good breakouts, getting smart plays. As you watch the new Radko Gudis, what do you think? It's, it's not new. He, he, he can do that. It's no problem. With, when, uh, but this reputation, when he coming to NHL, was to playing hard. So that's that's the, why he came in NHL. But I know he can play the hockey much better, especially at this breakout and everything. He has great shot. So we were practicing together yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's good on situation uh, two against one or three against two, something like that. 
especially in defensive zone. And he is really, really good pass. Yeah, no, it, all of that is true. It's a good scouting report. How much have you changed your game for the modern NHL? I had to adjust a lot, you know. When I made it first, the average height and weight was much bigger than it is now. You know, guys are getting drafted that are not even six foot. And um, I think I was the first uh, drafted defenseman in my year that was uh, that was six foot, you know. So it's obviously trending in a different direction than it was before. But adjusting, you know, uh, a lot of the guys here on the team had to adjust as well, uh, playing the physical hockey, but, uh, you know, staying on the line and making sure they don't put themselves in a position where they can help the team. So um, took a lot of adjusting. I'm not saying it was, uh, was quick and it was uh, always as, uh, as pink as it seems right now. But, uh, you know, that's one of, one of the things. If the, if the guys like me want to stay in, in the league and be useful to the teams and be playing for the best teams in the, in the league, you know, that's, that's, I think, what we have to do. And it's one of the things that uh, every player has to go through, I think. Is there a story about growing up together or growing up watching him play, playing together, learning that you thought, man, I am lucky that I get this guy to soak up all this knowledge from. Yeah, 100%. Maybe I didn't realize it when I was uh, around like 10 to 14, 15, but once, once uh, you know, the, the bread started breaking, I felt like guys are like quitting hockey. Some guys are playing more, some guys are getting better, some guys are getting worse, and the national team start realizing who the talents or who the uh, better players are. That I think that's, that's when I realized that's the, uh, that's the time uh, for me that I can use all this information and all this uh, experience of his that, uh, that will help me uh, continue and uh, be the player I can be or the, the player I want to be. How proud are you when you watch him play? I am very proud because uh, I never get the NHL and he did that. That's unbelievable. And uh, now he's only one point to win the Stanley Cup. Well, let's hope this is the year to get that done. You coming, you coming back on a dad's trip next year? Are you going to be co coaching again? I don't know yet. I have a contract end of the, this season, so I will see what's happen next year. I think he's going to put it in his next contract. <laughs> and if the dad's trip's coming, that's the, that's the two weeks that he gets to go uh, away from the team. So we'll make sure probably for next year. I'll talk to the staff here to put it in this contract. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I thought it was... Um, you know, his dad's a very nice guy. You'll see video. We'll have some video on the Caps pregame live coming up, uh, as well as we'll put content out on social media, so you'll actually get to see it. But it, it is neat when either father is talking about son and, and Radko even at this age and whatever he's accomplished, and he's got kids of his own now, and he'd kind of roll his eyes when his dad was talking, or when the dad – you could just see him beaming with pride when Radko was talking about his career. So, you know, no matter what, no matter how far you advance up the ladder, no matter how successful you become, how much money you make, there's just something neat about watching a father and son talk together. And it's funny because off camera, before we started, I asked Radko sort of about his reputation. And I said, look, he earned his reputation over the years. He played on the edge. And, you know, I, I, I actually joked with him that I've told people off, you know, people ask me about Radko Gudis. I, I say, he, he's a sweetheart. And Radko laughed because he really is such a nice, gentle man off the ice. And we were talking about the reputation over the years. And he actually laughed and said, yeah, look, I, you know, I understand people write what they're going to write. And most people who wrote those things don't actually know me. He goes, the funny thing was, I always had to call my grandma and grandpa and explain, look, I'm, I'm still a nice guy. They write things, they don't get to know me, which I just laugh because, 
again, no matter how successful you are, no matter how high you get up the ladder in the NHL, you still got to make sure grandma and grandpa are proud. <laughs> Radko made sure to do that. So, But a, a really fun conversation, and I appreciate Radko and Leo agreeing to do that and Caps PR helping us set that up. And um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did the conversation that is. So thanks again for tuning into the Capitals Talk podcast. Remember to download and subscribe. Go to the podcast page, write a review, leave a rating. These are all the important things to get the metrics up and to help spread the word of the Capitals Talk podcast. Again, it's brought to you by CBS Health, where health is everything. And a reminder, a pair of rivalry games upcoming for the Caps, presented by Triple A Go Ahead. This Saturday, they host Tampa Bay. The Lightning, of course, gave Radko his start in the NHL, and Leo's sticking around to see that game because it's so important to the family. Puck drop at 7 on NBC Sports Washington Plus. That's on the Plus channel. And then Monday evening at Atlantic leading Boston. Those games, again, presented by AAA Go Ahead. So some big games as we head into the Christmas break and then coming right out of the break, some more big games, including a trip to Carolina. They haven't played many division games, so it'll be fun to get some juice as uh, they start taking on the uh, teams that they have grown some hatred and true rivalries with. So uh, it all starts again this Saturday night against Tampa and then Monday evening against Boston. And don't forget the game Friday night as well, against the now Taylor Hall-less New Jersey Devils. By the way, Taylor Hall gets an assist on the game-winning goal in his debut for the Coyotes. So cool stuff there. It'll be interesting to watch how that develops. He played on the top line with Phil Kessel. All right, thanks again for tuning in to the Capitals Talk podcast. Thanks to Radko and Leo Gudis. I'm Rob Carlin. We'll talk again soon. Siegenthaler and Gudis now to Leipzig. Coming through the left circle. Backhand scores! It's four! Two, Washington!